The following audio is via a Skype call. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour of a Friday. None of that would be possible, of course, were it not for the Herculean efforts of the man we know as the audio wizard and also bad boy extraordinaire. That would be Benny Mathers. How are you doing, Benny? Doing good. Uh, just lifting the world above me. <laughs> All right. There we go. We're good. We're good. With that Herculean effort. You I don't see it. It seemed like a fun way to get it started. Like, welcome to Dodger Stadium, everybody. We have the big game about to go underway here as we have so-and-so versus so-and-so. And here's the first pitch. Once in a while, we just get a pacing uh, going in radio that just sounds so radio-like. Yeah. Effortless, right? Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe oh, for come you. on. I'm trying to you know, <laughs> puff, up our sleep, puff up our muscles there a little bit more. Yes. Benny is, is one of those guys who stood up to the harsh wilderness experience of Alaska. Yeah, there, <laughs> real harsh. Came down here to where all the softies are. If you can put up with a winter full of rain, they call you a sourdough. Yeah. But that's not how it works in Alaska. Yeah. Well, you've never wrestled a bear? I mean, come on. Like. <laughs> Not late, not maybe in a manner of speaking. Oh, touche. <laughs> the trick okay. is not to fall off. Uh, anyway, oh. let's move on with our Friday show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very fortunate to have, and it's been a little while, the wonderful Pam Osley with us. She is an extraordinary lady with a gift that I can't even imagine having. I don't even know what I'd do with it. I probably... I, Please take this away from me. It would seem so challenging to me and to Pam Osley. Being in the auric field, being able to see auras and to not not simply read personalities, but to offer some therapeutic, cathartic advice and good counsel is just part of who she is. Now, there are some related mad props, Suzanne Mitchell, and it would be great if you would read those for the good people right now. Pamela Osley is an author, consultant, lecturer, and professional psychic. She is a popular guest on many television and radio shows and has written four books, including Infinite You, A Journey to Your Greater Self and Beyond, Life Colors, What Your Aura Colors Say About You, Love Colors, A New Approach to Love, Relationships and Auras, and make your dreams come true. Since 1983, she has traveled throughout the country presenting seminars and conducting workshops about the emerging human potential, psychic abilities, auras, and the power of our beliefs to create our reality. Her website is auracolors.com. We'll be sure to give that out again before the end of the hour. And Benny, get ready for the applause. We are in our 12th year uh, this month, and Pam Osley is making her 10th appearance, double digits. Oh, yeah, girl, get it. Get it, girl. <laughs> I think, she's, well, I think I'm more excited than she is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Manson Mitchell for the 10th time, Pam Osley. So good to have you back again. It's so great to connect with you guys again. It feels like a long time, and I hope you're doing great, and we're going to have some fun. We are doing You're great. You're one Thank of those friends much. we have yet to meet in person. We will. We will someday. We're trying to travel as much as we can with various responsibilities shared between Suzanne and myself, but it would be lovely to get together with you. And I guess that's a good place for me to jump into this conversation with you, Pam Osley, because you live in an area that is gorgeous that is extremely affluent, and also because of the fact of climate change and global warming, 
I emphasize the fact of that. You also live someplace where there is now annually a wildfire season and it poses a mortal threat. Last time around, not that many months ago, how did you come through it? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if there's a wildfire season anymore. It seems to be year-round now. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting, you guys, an uh, interesting story. I lived in a place over in Mission Canyon for 22 years, and just a year and a half ago got guided to move another place, and so I'm sitting up high on a hill, and I watched the entire thing come right at me. But if I had lived in the place I was for 22 years, I would have been evacuated for over three weeks. So instead, I have incredible views from my home, and I just watched I watched it all, which was interesting, sad, scary, um, confusing, overwhelming. I was just like, wow, what is happening here? So I came out just fine. Matter of fact, uh, the, the fire helicopters, the firefighters staged just across the street from where I live, so I went, well, we're safe because the firefighters with their helicopters loading up Bostex were coming and going. They looked like, um, they looked like uh, not fireflies, um, dragonflies coming down, landing, getting up. Was like, so I watched the whole thing. It was a little traumatic, but it has happened more and more frequent now since I have lived in Santa Barbara for, let's see, 1971 I moved here. Wow. Oh, and long time. I'm, and I'm only 27 years old. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, we had fires maybe once every five years, and now they don't seem to be stopping. <laughs> so I have friends that lost homes. I lost friends that lost in the Malibu fire. My sister lost not in this last fire, but she lost everything in one of the other fires in Santa Barbara. But you know, we're rocking and rolling. I, you know what, you guys, I'm gonna say something interesting. There's something about the coast especially Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara is kind of known as a healing center because we're like a womb. We've got mountains on one side, the ocean on another side, and there's the Highway 101 that goes through here, so we've got one umbilical cord. So it's kind of like a womb. People come here to heal. It's beautiful. But um, I think sometimes we take on and transform what's happening out there in the world. We kind of take it on, and um, I don't know how else to say that, transmute it, transform form it, heal it. I don't know. It's interesting, but it is a beautiful spot. It's very beautiful here. And now we've had enough, we had a, a serious, serious drought. And people on social media, we started whole campaigns to bring rain to the West Coast, all of the West Coast, but especially California. Boy, did that work, because <laughs> we have had more than our share of rain now. It's very green, and um, we're okay if we turn down the rain a little bit now. <laughs> Because we've had a lot of flooding, mudslides, you know, but it's it, it, it's coming in dosages, so it's been healing us here, so that's nice. So everyone that, that prayed and asked and envisioned and manifested rain for us, thank you, thank you, thank you, it worked. Well, it sounds like it worked. Maybe a little too well sometimes. <laughs> uh, Suzanne, well, sometimes with it, the mass consciousness, you know, it's like, oh, okay, Delabac, just a touch now, but thank you. It, it, mostly it worked. We've, we've had less problems than we could have had, especially in Santa Barbara with the, all the fires with the mudslides, but it hasn't been as bad as it could have been. Like last year, it was really bad. We lost lives, but this year it, it seems to have come in waves and phases. You used a crucial phrase, Pam, mass consciousness, and I know Suzanne wants to jump into this conversation, but let me put this out there for you. 
I was just thinking about doing this interview this morning. You came to mind in the process of my trying to come up with just the sort of question you might wish to answer to just amplify our understanding of who you are and what you do. Is there a way, and have you ever practiced it, where you can detach yourself, no matter what your personal life circumstances, and look at the world, at the mass of people, at this planet itself, and see colors or an auric field that gives you some kind of idea of where we as a civilization are going on this fragile planet that we often do not take proper care of, as it turns out. Can you see that? Can you feel it? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what a great question, Gary. I don't usually have people asking me that question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question. So first of all, just so people know, the different aura colors have a personality type to them. They all, they've got a different, um, it reflects a different life purpose that they have. It, it reflects a different personality type, priorities, what their gifts are. And oddly enough, the Earth, has a blue aura. That's one of the reasons they call it the blue planet, not just because of the oceans. It actually has a blue aura. And the life purpose of a blue is all about love. It's all about, and I'm not talking hokey, corny, but it's like it's really all about love, experiencing love, getting love, learning how to, how to give love, learning how to be love, learning the real higher vibration of love. So it's interesting to me that the earth is a blue aura. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think is interesting, my perspective, of course. Anything I describe to you, it's yes, because I've tuned in psychically, but also, my, and it's, it's led to some of my perspectives. What I've noticed is the Earth is actually manifesting, we're, we're in relationship with it. It's an expression of who we are and our emotions, our thoughts, our beliefs, our feelings. And so... When I see fire, I go, boy, is that a reflection of all the anger and fear that's going on out there? When I see a lot of water, water usually signifies a lot of um, grief, a lot of tears. And there's a lot of that going on out there. So, and not to, this is not political. I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not, I'm not a political person. I'm not messing with anybody's beliefs. But when I saw the, the map where they do the blue states and the red states, Man, the country, they showed a map of a lot of red, and I went, oh, geez, there's a reflection of the anger. Again, not saying Republican, Democrat, just the anger and the mass consciousness and the fear and the grief, and it's showing up in our weather. Our energy affects what, it, it, it radiates out there, you guys. I know it sounds weird, but watch, you've been around somebody, I'm sure we all feel the energy field, even if we can't see it. I'm sure you've been around somebody to go, ooh, I can feel their anger. I don't even want to be next to them. It's just you can feel it radiating off of someone. So in mass, if people start getting angry at each other and blaming and hostile, and you see it in the political climate right now, it's bound to, we affect the energy. We affect the environment. And if you put that out in mass, it's got to affect the earth. It's got to affect, because it's all energy. It's all consciousness. And earth is a living, breathing being. So, of course, we're connected. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, Gary and I were talking about something similar today this morning. We were having a great discussion in anticipation of having you on air with us. And it was the idea that our thinking itself creates reality. Yep. And if we were really in touch 
with how our thinking creates not just our own personal reality, but the reality of our neighborhood or our community or our state or our country, that um, there's a lot of um, fear around that because I think we just don't realize how powerful we are and that we can create the good or create the bad by how it is that we're thinking. Exactly. And you know what? We've been, look at all the movies and stories we've been told. We've been trained to fear power, our own power, or that it's bad, or we could make a mistake, or we could hurt people. So the majority of people fear power. And then, of course, it manifests in people abusing power, and and that makes us even more afraid. When we really realize who we are, Susanna Gary, when we really see that we are light field filled, unconditionally loved, amazing, beautiful souls, that's the truth of who we are. When we really start realizing that, then we're not afraid of our creative power. And then we can create beauty and abundance and prosperity and love and, and beautiful things out there. And I know some people are listening, you know, going to listen and go, oh, that's crazy. We don't have that kind of effect, but we absolutely do. And that's quantum physics, by the way. That's not California woo-woo, you know, crazy talk. It's actually quantum physics, which is one of the things I study. Spirituality and quantum physics, and they go hand in hand. And our thoughts are things. They have an electromagnetic energy field to it. Um, it's, it's how we use cell phones. Cell phones are quantum physics. All of the, the Internet, it's all quantum physics. Our minds, our consciousness, our emotions have electromagnetic energy field to it, energy to it, which is why I can see auras. And we send it out there. We do create things. We create with our consciousness. And again, that's quantum physics. <laughs> it's it's well, not Newtonian physics. It's quantum physics. Right. And this, this conversation gets me very excited. And this is where Gary and I were taking the conversation higher and higher is we both, uh, we met at a religious science church in Seattle. And one of the things that Ernest Holmes says is that uh, there is no big or small. And I, I was flipping through your book, uh, Infinite You, today, where you say there are no degrees of ease or difficulty to what you can create. That gets me excited because, you know, I don't want to get into uh, a conversation about how small people are or how small their thinking is, but there is this thought that we can create everything up to a certain level of what it is that we believe we can create. And you talk about that in your book. So I wanted you to say a little bit about that. Well, it it is. What we believe is what we end up creating. If people believe that they're limited, I, I do this in my workshops. I draw a line, I go, over on the left is 0% control over our lives, 0% creative control. Some people believe there is no creative control, that everything is circumstantial, that they're effective, that they're victims of, so it's 0%. And then you go up the line all the way over to the right, and there's 100% creative control. We create our own reality 100%. No barriers, no limitations, no boundaries, and that includes other people. Nothing We're 100% creative control and creative power over our lives. And most people are somewhere on that line in between the 0 and the 100%. And where they stand on the line is completely arbitrary. 
It's arbitrary, and it's based on what they believe about themselves and the nature of reality. So some people believe, like I do, I believe that we 100% create our own reality. Now, do I live with that all the time? No. (laughs) But I've gotten better and better, and the magic, the miracles, the synchronicity, the awesomeness that shows up that has nothing to do with logic. I mean, I could tell you story after story of how I've manifested things, and even changing the weather, changing the weather, bringing about things. It's like I believe that, and I believe that spiritual teachers like Christ were teaching us that. Like, you can turn water to wine, you can walk on water, you can bring people back from the dead. He taught us that. He said, the things you see me doing, you can do also. So it's like, okay. (laughs) So um, I believe 100%. And then if you get into things like what quantum physics is saying about parallel universes, it makes it even more amazing and how powerful we are. We're infinite beings. When people go, well, you can create your own reality except for when it comes to other people, you know, because their will and your will. And I go, no, once you understand about parallel universes, all of that goes out the window. It's like 100% you can create anything you believe in. You have to believe it. So I tell people, you won't always get what you want, but you'll always get what you believe. You want to see what you believe, look at your life. Look at your body, your health, the world around you, your environment. It's a reflection of your belief. Now, some people think it's just a perspective of reality, but it's literally reality, your version of reality, not just perspective. Let me let me tell you where I think we get really tripped up here, Pam, because on uh, on an intellectual level, I can say I absolutely agree with you that we do create 100%. Where I think the uh, bugaboo comes in is that our thoughts are not our own. Our thoughts have been given to us. Well, we're still in charge of using <coughs> our thoughts now, even if we... Um, were trained or learned or got our beliefs passed down from parents or authority figures or teachers or whatever, we're wise enough and old enough now to have more say over that. Yes, there can be subconscious things, but subconscious, you bring it up to your your awareness, now you're conscious of it. And so um, we're still aware we can still choose our beliefs and our thoughts. Um, I'm all about, now again, I'm not perfect. I'm still dealing with the old consciousness and shifting into the new, and the old consciousness sneaks in there, and I go, no, 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 I know you're not true, and I I shift to the positive, and I've got lots of evidence that the new consciousness really is real. But um, we tangle with it, but it's not, I'm all about going into mastery and, and, and being an awake and aware creator, not victim. Old consciousness is victim. Old consciousness is victim. Well, I didn't have any say over it, and I can't create my life. But um, and then we get to the point where we go, well, I can't change the circumstances. What what, uh, what I can do is how I react to the circumstances. And I go, no, nah, I've studied not only spiritual teachers like Christ, but quantum physics. And they're saying, no, that's actually not true. It's all energy, and your consciousness affects it. I mean, seriously, Heisenberg, um, Max Planck, um, Schrodinger, they all said. It's about consciousness, that consciousness creates reality, that nothing exists, and you can't prove anything exists without consciousness, and that consciousness um, not only affects reality, it creates it. So I know everybody's different on that line of, well, I can do this, but I can't do this. My goal, me personally, I want to be the most elevated, conscious creator 
and Christ-like being that I can that I can accomplish in this lifetime and bring that awareness to this planet. Not well. Once we leave, then we'll see the truth. Once we're on the other side and we don't have bodies, then we'll see the truth. We go well. I think we're supposed to be seeing it here and living it here and living as souls on this planet, not just as little bugs or little ants or little robots. I certainly hope that we evolve past that. Sometimes I wonder when I watch too much politics on TV, but I, I love the aspirational, and really that it's more than that. It's it's the deeper understanding, Pam, that you bring to human consciousness that's going to make the difference in the end, that's going to establish the quality of your own contribution to society. I hope we would all do as well. When I think about, for example, and this was a, this was breakfast conversation between Suzanne and myself, and we all think about it from time to time. Very few people listening to this show are, shall we say, swimming in money. I'm sure we have our prosperous listeners. God bless. And then we have people who wonder where the heck their next meal is coming from or how they're going to pay the mortgage next month or the car payment, what have you. This whole idea of money and the way it interacts with human consciousness is one of the most confounding problems or dilemmas that I think about much of the time. Let me, let me come up with an example. If I am like the guy who, and I don't have all the details, but I do remember this as a kid, there was a guy that pulled off a great train robbery in England. He made off with a lot of cash and he managed to get himself and his ill-gotten gain down to, I believe it was Brazil, which did not have an extradition treaty with his home country. So what does a guy do in a situation like that? Well, he's got that going for him. It, it apparently was not impossible for Scotland Yard to retrieve him and bring him back to face justice. And you would assume that would happen. This is ill-gotten gain, as I say. So what did he do? The, the great train robber married a very young lady who was a natural-born citizen of the country where he was, and again, I think it was Brazil, and being married to her inured him from extradition by any power to England where he would stand trial for his bodacious crime. I mean, that's pretty, pretty big stuff when you pull off a, a million-dollar, a million-pound train robbery. Why am I bringing up the story? For this reason alone. The money, no matter where it ended up, where it came from, where it landed, where it went ultimately, the money didn't care. The money didn't have an opinion about this egregious crime. It was just money and it went where it was welcome. And when I think about that, I go, it's it's hard for me, as an I, I'm sure it is for many, many people, to separate morality from money if money is seen as the product or the expression of pure creative energy. Right. If you think like a bank robber, you, you may be a good bank robber, you may be lousy, and the bag explodes and the money's ruined and you go to prison. That happens a lot. But if you are a sharp businessman, ethical or not, or if you were a good imaginer of having money and doing good things with it and just wallowing in your prosperity and sharing some and saving some, you can have that too. It all happens at the level of the individual's thought. That's correct. Well, you know what, Gary? We've made, my estimation is we've made money a god. 
we've given money more power than our own their own creative soul. We've made money even more powerful than God. I have very religious friends and very spiritual friends, and <clears throat> they still think that money limits them as opposed to they believe that God is the source of everything. So, wow, we've given a lot of power and made money a God. And then we do. We limit our ability to have money based on, you already brought up some of it, two things. One, if we think it's bad and people that have money are bad or greedy or mean or selfish, whatever. So a lot of people limit themselves because they think it's bad to even want money. Instead, just what you said, it's all this energy. It's just consciousness. It's a reflection. It comes from us. And then two, um, people limit how much money they have based on what we've been trained to believe is practical and how to get it. It can't just come from the ethers. You've got to work hard for it or you've got to save hard for it. So it's our limiting beliefs on how money comes to us or how we can have money. And most people have limited beliefs on their ability to create money. So it's two things. It's either bad or it's, it's not possible. Uh, it's too hard or I'm not smart enough or you've got to work really hard and I, you know, or I have to work for a living and it takes a really long time. So it's still related to our beliefs. Once we start shifting that, that it's all just energy and it can come from anywhere. And the things that I'm telling you, I've researched, but I've also proved it for myself. I've actually done, I don't teach people things that I haven't found out for myself or real. <laughs> you know, well, it works. I can actually visualize money coming down out of the sky. I'm not taking it from anyone. I'm not being mean. I'm not being selfish. It's all just energy. So I just visualize it coming down out of the sky. And, oh, my gosh, does money start showing up in places I never could have imagined. Or the things that I want to have happen. They just show up. It doesn't have anything to do with money. For example, uh, last spring I had a desire to go to Maui, and I knew that I had, because I love Maui, I had a, a trip already planned in the fall and a place to stay, but not in the spring. And I went, I don't want to wait till the fall to be able to go to Maui. I want to go now. And then I started going, yeah, but I don't have the money right now, and where would I stay, and how would I do that? But my mind started playing that limitation. And I went, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. So I started listening to Hawaiian music. I've got a Hawaiian moving picture here in my house. started doing that. Within a few days, a client, a brand-new client, called me. I gave a reading to him. He's up in San Francisco. The very next day, he called me up and he said, I really got a lot out of that. I enjoyed it. I have a condo in Maui. Would you like to go stay there? <laughs> out of the blue. I'd never even met the go. guy before. So it's like I didn't limit myself. I just knew that somehow if I could manifest that, but I didn't have the logic. I didn't know how I was going to make the money for that, but it showed up. Well, it goes back to you can name the what, but not the how. You can say what it is that you want, but you really can't say how it will come about when you visualize a, a trip or a car or a mate or whatever it is. You can embody the idea of it. But a lot of that limitation comes in when we say, well, it has to be on this day and at this time and at this place. And and we we restrict it so hard that the universe doesn't get to work on our behalf in the way that works best for the universe. Yep, so the all key. of a sudden that's we're, we're tying its hands. Yeah, we limit. And what you said is, is true. We limit the potential and the options and the, the magic of it by thinking we do know how or we have to know how. And so we can figure out how, but usually it's on a limited version based on what we believe about reality. If we let go of the how, then all kinds of possibilities show up. So either or, it's just the, the trend to figure out the how, very, it's 
very limiting. Well, and the thing of it is, I love your exercise about um, imagining money falling from the sky and landing in piles around your feet. And I'll tell you why I like that. If if I was a betting woman, I would say that that probably literally did not happen to you, that you did not stand outside and money fall on you. But when you visualize the abundance, if when you feel the abundance of, of raining down bills on you, uh, in, in, in all quantities, either it can be hundreds, twenties, fifties, whatever you want. But when you imagine that money, it didn't actually show up that way in your life. You got the things that you wanted the money for. So, well, so the universe case, figured yeah. that out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in one case, the very first time I did that exercise, Suzanne, I just visualized tons of money falling down so I didn't feel guilty about taking it from someone else or that I had to work hard. The very first time that I did that, and I did that for a few days, just visualized it, felt good, didn't block it. And <laughs> I got I got in the mail from a client, that I, somebody I had never met before. He had found my book and liked it. He sent me, no exaggeration, 100,000 shares of his brand-new company that ended up being worth $10,000. <laughs> From someone I'd never met before. He just liked my book. So yeah, I got it. I got it in my hands. I got paper in my hands that ended up being ten thousand dollars. So I actually got money. <laughs> so, you did, but yeah, not the very from first it, time I did that. Right. It, yeah, but it wasn't in piles around my feet. I guess I could have. Right, it, it didn't it fall out of the sky, and no. yet that's a good way to think about it. Metaphorically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, metaphorically, you do want to think about money coming at you. Not in a particular way, not from one particular person or a job or an inheritance exactly. or anything that you could name, but just the idea of raining down abundance on you and then see how it shows up because it, it came in the mail. Well, if you say to yourself, I'm going to visualize it coming in the mail, it may or may not come that way. It might come in a phone call. You know, it might come in a different way. Exactly so right. you. You still can't say what way it's going to happen, just that it will. And that's why I like the idea of just visualizing it falling out of the sky. It isn't as though it will literally, a plane will dump money on you. It's that you will get a call. You will get something in the mail. Something will occur that is either cash or a cash equivalent, a a place to stay, a car, you know, whatever it might be, it will show up for it to meet whatever it is that your need is. And the universe always says, yes, I'll put a bow on it. We need to take our only break of the hour. But before we do, I would just remind myself and anyone who cares to remember this, the universe always says yes, so that if you're a Pam Osley and you are using a metaphor, an image of money falling from the sky and landing richly at your feet, you can have an experience that fulfills the value of the metaphor. And there's an emotion that goes with that. There's a happy, holy expectation that goes along with that. If, on the other hand, you're the type of person who nurses grudges, not that I've ever done this, but if you <laughs> if you nurse a grudge and you're still mad at the guy who flipped you off in traffic two days ago, then don't be surprised if the universe keeps saying yes to your self-identification as a grudge nurser 
and a, a misanthropic person who sees no good in humanity, the universe will guarantee that you will continue to have these experiences that reflect your own thinking. Exactly right. And that's it. We create with our thoughts and our emotions. That's how we create. <laughs> and I know people out there are going to be like, well, I visualized money and it didn't work for me. Well, like I said, you won't always get what you want, but you'll always get what you believe. So on some levels of belief that you have is counterproductive to your imagination. I love the conversation that we're having about thoughts and beliefs and manifesting and creativity. What we haven't really talked about, um, Pamela, is the idea that people are all vibrating at a certain frequency and those vibrations are creating an auric field, colors around themselves. And this is a, a, a talent, a skill that you have um, that you have that you are able to see the colors that are around people and have determined what it is that those colors reveal about them, what kind of person they are, what a little bit of their personality or a little bit of their destiny. If people called in, and, they could find out about themselves. And that's where I was heading next. Gary. Well, head then. Let's when we go to our break. I will invite people to call in so that Pam can look at the colors that are around you and give you a little bit of insight. You're going to need a couple of numbers. And those numbers are from anywhere, area code, area code 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Or toll free in Western Washington at one 888 298-5569. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we'll uh, complete our conversation with Pam Osley, and also we'll be taking your calls. So if you want to know what colors are around you and what they mean, give us a call, and we'll be back. So thank you for listening to Manson Mitchell on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. St. Jude takes care of absolutely everything. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. St. Jude allowed me to focus on being a mom to Bryce. And sometimes I'm just in awe of the impact St. Jude has, not only on this community, but the world. St. Jude is uniquely positioned to advance the cures of pediatric cancer, I think better than any other institution in the world. The contributions make a big difference. 
Donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. We have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Pam Osley with her amazing ability to read the aura colors around our bodies and what those colors mean. On Saturday, astrologer Christopher Renstrom talks about the current planetary alignments and how their impact affects us both personally and on the larger stage. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our special guest this hour, Pam Osley. She's making her 10th appearance with us, which we are thrilled about. And she is also taking calls between now and uh, the next 18 minutes or so. So if you would like to know about the uh, auric colors that you have, she will tune into that. Pam, we have Rose from Kirkland on the line. Rose, say hello to Pam Osley. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? I'm great, Rose. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. good. It's a beautiful day in Seattle. Nice. Nice. <laughs> we have blue sky. <laughs> Yay, finally. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me get a connection with you, okay? All I need from you so I can find you is tell me your color of hair, natural and or if you're helping it out, a different color. And your eye color. Okay, my natural color is dark, dark. It's dark brown, but I wear it blonde. Mm-hmm. And my eye color is green, kind of a hazel. Hazel. So green is a green, brown, green, blue, just green. My eyes, yeah. more green, brown, I would say. But they're right. more they're more green than brown, but yes, yeah, a little bit. Right, of... right. And you're rose, right? Rosemary is my real name, but I go by Rose. Perfect. Well, first of all, Rose, it's interesting with you because you've got three colors around you. It feels to me like you were born yellow and violet, and then you've added well, you've added a little bit of blue and a little bit of green. Yellow is actually um, our spunky, free-spirited big kids, by the way, okay? They don't like being told what to do. They're pleasers. they got to watch out for addictions like smoking or um, alcohol or drugs or, or caffeine, that kind of stuff. But yellows are spunky. They're funny. they got a sense of humor. Um, they've got lots of different creative ideas. Now, you've also got violet in your aura, Rose, so stay with me for a second, okay? Everything started fading away. Um, but I don't, I don't know that you've been really supported to be a violet. I feel like you've learned how to be more, well, I'll, you know, I'll work in the world, and I'll be with other people, and I'll be normal, and I go, Vi- I mean, average. Violets are not average, Rose. Violets see things. They sense things that other people don't. They come from the third eye. They've got a wisdom. Typically, violets, want to make a difference with people. They're more charitable. A lot of times, and like I said, I feel like you've been kind of suppressed a little bit. So violets can become therapists or teachers. Do you understand? You violets can see things about people. You know what they need to do, but they don't always listen to you. Yes. Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. don't feel like you grew up being supported to be a violet because I've seen violets become everything from writers to performers to photographers writers, 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 or they get into teaching or psychology, or they get into causes, they get concerned. Violets get very concerned by what's happening on the planet, okay? They're more global. Yeah. Usually they want to travel, but they're, they're more advanced um, thinkers. They're like old souls. And then yellows are big kids. But you understand you've added some blue and some green in there, so those are greens are like 
practical, you know, pay the bills, make some money, have a nice house, you know, more follow the rules. And blues are more about relationships and love and helping people. But violets can get frustrated with people. <laughs> Let me say it a nice way. Violets can get a little frustrated with people's stupidity that they don't see that far. And you've learned how to kind of balance that out and, and kind of uh, you know, suppress it a little bit or mellow it out or be a little bit kinder about it. Does any of that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. I'm a hospice volunteer, and yep. I, um, you know, do a lot of that, and um, just all about, I don't know, trying to help people on the planet, and um, the violet. Yeah, and yellows. That's I forgot I... to tell you, yellows either get into the creative fields, or they get into the healing fields, or they get yeah. into the physical fields, like that. You know, nature and animals, and go for walks and be around nature. But I do all that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's yeah. the yellow. Yeah, you got quite a bit of yellow. I should emphasize that more, but I noticed that the violet... I have I a do... prayer group every every week where we pray, and I'm outside all the time. Nature's my favorite place. Yeah, so. that's a yellow. Yellows have to be in nature. They get um, they get depressed. But violets yeah, came here to totally help... Yeah, that totally is true. Yeah, violets came here onto the planet to help improve the quality of life for people. And for you violets, you always want to do it bigger. What more can I do? Is there more people I can help? What else can I do? Should I go and join, you know, join something globally and go help out those poor people in the Red Cross, you know, that they've, they've been flooded out? Violets tend to be more global, but you've added blue, and blues are more local. They're, you know, they're groups right there and they're friends and their family and the local community. But you understand how sometimes the violet will call you like to do more, to go bigger, to do even more? That's a typical violet thing. That sounds, I like it all. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're teaching. Well, because you're doing projects. Yellow violets have to do variety and projects. They can't do the same, 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 same all day long. They get frustrated or bored. So the oh, fact yeah. That you've got lots of, gr- lots of different things going on, that's perfect for a yellow violet. Well, that sounds wonderful. I appreciate that. Rose, thank you for calling. I appreciate yeah, your calling you. in and talking with Pam today. Check back with us. I hope so, because, Pam, could you not hear in Rose's voice a certain dynamic quality? She's ready to seize opportunities in life. What I'm hearing is a lady who has the gusto and the energy to pursue her dreams. There's nothing tentative in her voice. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. And that's a violet that's in power. Um, and the yellow, remember I told you yellows are they're happy, they're fun. They want to, you know, make people, they want to make people happy and to help them heal. That's why yellow, yellow came to the planet to bring joy to the planet and to help others or the planet or animals or the earth heal. Well, you got a lot of yellow, Gary. Okay. They get concerned. About Are them. you calling me yellow? <laughs> I see that's where that comes from. Yellows in power are just full of energy and life and they don't slow down. They're like the little energizer bunny. When yellows are out of power, they get insecure, they get flaky, they procrastinate, they think of all these great ideas and then they don't get on with it. But that's the down, that's an out of power of yellow. So that's where that comes from, you chicken yellow lord, <laughs> you know, and yellow happy face, yellow happy face. You know, we, we, we yeah. right away, and that's a yellow. They make people happy. All right. I love that. We always learn a lot when we this lady do. takes to the we airwaves do. with us. We have Margot calling from Bonnie Lake, Washington. Margot, I found out what you're going to need here when you say hi to Pam Osley, and that is the natural color of your hair and your eye color. Well, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have brown hair and dark brown eyes. Brown hair, when you say brown, is it medium, dark, light? Or medium? Um, 
it's medium. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Thick medium, enough. yeah. Yeah. Um, Margo, God, the first thing that happens when I tune into you, because I want to see your aura colors, but I, you, you feel very worried, worried about uh, things in your life or other people or something. Man, you carry some worry with you. And that's not natural mm-hmm. for your aura colors. Um, you said brown eyes? Mm-hmm. What's well, interesting, Margo, because I actually get you were also born a yellow-violet, but your yellow feels kind of suppressed to me, like you're not having a, you worry so much. Yellows, mm-hmm. um, yellows are supposed to be more free-spirited and have freedom and go do what they want, and violets want to make a difference, but they get accused of being unrealistic dreamers. But you've <laughs> added the same thing as the last one. You've added some of that blue in there. Blues get very, they can worry about other people, you know, relatives, family members, kids, partners. And, and blues, by the way, do want to be in a relationship. So do you, does that make sense to you when I tell you I feel like you worry too much? You're carrying yep. something, kiddo. You are really carrying it. Now, by the way, <laughs> we're in a violet age right now. Violets are getting squeezed right now, especially if they're not doing what they came. Man, are you worried about some other people, too? Um, anyway, <laughs> violets, violets are here to kind of help save the planet. They love to travel, but they want to make a difference in what you've done is you put it all in your immediate circle. You worry about people around you or your own life. I go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, so this is the goal. This is the advice I'm going to give you. Okay. First of all, violets come from the third eye, so anything they can see, because violets can read people. Usually, if you're clear, violets can mm-hmm. read people. They see what people should be doing, what people don't yep. listen to it. But you mm-hmm. added a lot of blue in your aura, sweetie, and blues just carry it. Blues like want to rescue people, or like, oh my gosh, it's so heavy inside your body. I go, ah, so blues and violets are both very intuitive. They, when they level that, when they bring that level of intuition up into their psychic abilities. So what I'm going to say is both for your blue and your violet, since you're not letting your yellow come out and have fun and laugh and be more free-spirited, um, is to listen, spend time alone and get really quiet, really quiet and go deeper so you can hear answers because I feel like you only go deep enough to worry. <laughs> like you're carrying okay. it. You're carrying it. Do you understand when I say that? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy. That's not going to save anybody. Now all you're doing is basically carrying their problems and not knowing how to solve it. And violets want to solve it. Violets are problem solvers. So, but you're not mm-hmm. listening to your own connection with higher self or source to know what to do. And I will tell you, I don't. I feel like some of these people you're worried about show up and do the best you can, and then back off because then all you're saying to that person is that you don't believe in them, and then they'll pick that up too. Okay, you're so concerned. Okay, so. do you see people in person or just on the phone? Both. I do. I, I mostly I see them in person. I mean, on the phone because I have clients all over the world. Okay. Uh huh. Where are you located? Santa are you in Barbara. California? Santa Barbara. Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got a lot and, going on, sweetie. A lot, and I get a little concerned because it's affecting you emotionally, mentally. Yeah. And I want to make sure it yeah. doesn't start turning physical with you because you are definitely worried. So, yeah, I do private sessions. You can go ahead. You can go onto my website, auracolors.com, and book yourself a session. We can do it on the okay. phone if you want to come in person. Great. I'm happy to meet people, but I don't feel like you have to. We just want to get to the bottom, and we want to find solutions. So How about great. Skype? How about doing it by Skype? Um, no, I'd rather go in person. Okay. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I would, too. Like I live Barbara. in Florida. <laughs> well, you I'm know what? You. Here's the deal. Violets need to be able to see it because they come from the third eye. Yellows are more physical, even though your yellow's so suppressed, sweetie. But yellows like mm-hmm. to feel it in their bodies. Blues come from the heart, so they can feel it emotionally. So, yeah, just okay. uh, just 
just book it. I'm happy to see that because you've got a lot going on. I'd love to be able to at least give you some answers, some tools, all these people you're worried about. Let's see where they're headed, what you can do about it. But I want to look at your life too, okay? Awesome. Because you're okay. a really good person. I just don't like that you're so worried. <laughs> One Thank of the reasons so why Margot worries, I would I would wager that Margot has been told throughout her life that she's a highly intelligent person, and highly intelligent people are, by nature it seems, worriers, because there are issues, <laughs> and they like to analyze them and, and sort through them, so that wouldn't surprise me about Margot. Now I'm really excited. The, the thought of the two of you ladies getting together to do a session is fantastic. I certainly hope it happens. Yeah, Margot and comes the, a lot from her emotions and feelings to her soul. She comes a lot which from can, that. Yes, which is why she's and, and it's it. possible to experience and express your intelligence through your emotions as yes, well. Yes, and a lot of empaths. Yes, she's, you're definitely an empath, Margot, okay? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you for having the courage to call in yes, today. We really you. appreciate it. Excellent call. I also thought this is a, a really great time to make sure that we um, say once again what your uh, website name is and how people can get in touch with you, Pam. Okay. It's auracolors.com. A U R A colors. B O L O R S.com. My phone Multiple there calls, and all right. kinds of stuff there. My, you can take the quiz. You got free videos. I've got all kinds of information on that website. I went on your website, and I know that you have a lot there for people to look at. So I, I want to recommend people go to auracolors.com, and if you'd like to book an appointment with Pam, she'll be happy to do that. Let's see if we can't sneak in one more. We're going to get one more caller in, and that's Julie from Riverside, California. Julie, let Pam Osley know what your natural hair color is and your eye color, and she'll take it from there. Hi, Pam. Is this the my Julie eyes I... are brown. Pardon? I'm, I'm, my eyes are brown. Okay. And I think my natural hair color is white. It's white? Or very gray. Oh. White or gray. And so this isn't the You know, I grew up in Riverside. You're, I know you, you did. Are you the Julie I know? Yes, you are. You little I monkey. Am. We are. I, I went to elementary school and junior high with this one, okay, guys? <laughs> Julie, uh -huh. I gotta get you up to my house, okay? All right. I want me... to, I want to. I know, I know. You got brown eyes, out. you said? Pardon me? You got brown eyes? I do. Okay. So, you know, you're mostly yellow with the with yes. you've got some violet in there. You're mostly yellow and you've added some tan. And yellows are more spunky, free spirited, playful. That's why you got to work for the post office, getting out yeah. towards nature. You know, yeah. I, we got to get you up here because i got tons of stuff to talk to you. Yellows need okay. freedom. They need fun. They need play. Remember I said, well, I've got yellow, too. We don't like being told what to do. Yeah. Huh. Yellow's got this little stubborn streak to it. But yellows are also creative people, which is why you do the creativity that you do, the the, 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 the quilting and everything, okay? And you guys, I haven't seen Julie in years and years and years. So... Um, I know you do creative stuff, and of course you're married to someone who's got a lot of yellow, so I love it. Yellows are good people, they're nice people, they want to please, but boy, I'll tell you, you get two yellows, just a green, and we're going to butt heads because they do not like being told what to do. <laughs> you understand yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, you and Julie, did, did you and Julie have the kind of friendship where you could get a good read on each other as classmates, or are we talking the kind of friendship where maybe you went trick-or-treating together? Oh, we, this was way, I haven't done this my whole life. I've only been doing this for the last 34 years, almost 35. And I'm older than that. Julie and I knew each other. We, we, you know, we played. 
We had crushes on guys. We played monkeys and beetles. And, um, which, <laughs> okay, by the way, enough, Julie. Enough of that. Enough I, had, of that. I had some of those people at my house. I was friends with Davy Jones. And um, and uh, anyway, I know a lot of those people now, the people we used to have crushes yeah. on. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, so um, anyway, you and I have deeper things to talk about, about what you're doing with your life and whatever, and I know yellows don't like being told what to do, and you've added that hand. Hands are practical, grounded, responsibility, pay the bills, be realistic, and I go, I feel like some of that hand holds you back a little bit, Julie. Does that make sense to you? Very much. And I like that you say I have violet, because you never said that before, and I've kind of felt it coming on yeah it has, so I, was one, it has. I was wondering if that's like a recent thing or what yes. has it always it, been there or no, well it could have been always there but you haven't ever experienced it or shown it right now i can okay. see that violet starting to emerge with you which is yeah. part of you that'll get restless that'll want to do things help make a difference get outside the box because hands yeah. are usually more in the box the security safe same 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 and violets yeah. are like i need a change i need to do something more with my life that's definitely emerging with you Okay. That's why I said that tan can hold you back because tans get very logical about it. Well, yeah. You understand you that? You got it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, how funny. As soon as you said Julie Riverside, I went, oh, my gosh, this is a Julie I know. <laughs> I know, I know. You, that you got is to great. Up, but, so I was just calling to see if you had any advice for me right now. Oh, well, I do. But um, advice like, well, let's put it this way. Yeah, we got to pay more attention to that violet. So you can start uh-huh. doing things and even traveling and doing projects that outside the box that so you're more fulfilled and not uh-huh. that's exactly what I just said. That's part of the advice. We can talk about okay. your kids. We can talk about your marriage. We can talk about what you're doing. But I want to talk to you about how to help that emerge so you okay. can have more fun and more fulfillment. I don't feel like yes. you're totally fulfilled. You're stuck. Okay? You nailed it, yeah. as usual. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, thank Julie, you for thank tuning you. in and especially for calling today. We appreciate you for doing that. It's good to hear from you very much, Pam. Thanks, Julie. Voice. I want to see you soon, okay? Get up here. Okay. You know, Pam, if I if I understood what you were saying, and I have a question here, do all of us have all the colors available and some colors become more prominent at certain times in our lives? Well, the way I see the colors, and other people have different experiences with the aura, the one or two colors that I'm telling people that they are, that's what people, that's what they're born with. That was their life purpose, their intention, what they wanted to do and how they wanted to be when they came here. Different experiences, relationship, career direction. Those two colors, in my experience of doing this for decades, don't usually change. All uh, right. I wanted Thank to get you. your book out here one more time. Everybody in- go buy a copy of Infinite, Infinite you, you, A Journey to Your Greater Self and Beyond. Pamela Osley, Pam Osley to her friends, is the author, and that is a book a book well worth reading and owning. We're looking forward to time number 11, Pam. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me on your, my, your show, you guys. This is fun. All Always right. a pleasure. Suzanne, coming up next. Christine Upchurch, followed by Susan Harmon, followed by Trip Talk, hosted I, by Gary Mance. I love doing that show, and we love it that you stay tuned to AM 1150. Hope this is the start of your great weekend, everyone. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.